0: And God bless you. Really a joy to be with you today and I just want to greet you in that name that is above all names and that happens to be the name of Jesus. The name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ that he remains Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I want to thank you very much pastor for having me at this very busy time in the life of your church. I also want to say a big thank you for the time that you and your team spent in Jamaica this past summer and all the things that you did at the New Vision Children's Home, the paintings that you did, the walkway that you built, and the various uh, ministries that you carried out while you were there, and also for all the packages that you are putting together that you might have put together already for our children at New Vision. On dear behalf, I want to say a big thank you to you all. And um, it is our prayer that you will be back again, hopefully, next year to invest some more in our children and in our nation. You know, we have been told by the government that we need to put on uh cafeteria at the senior girls dorm and that is something that will you know if we don't get that done in time it might affect the licensing with government so I want to throw that challenge if that can be done next summer I will really really appreciate it amen but I'm here to present the word of God to you and I trust that you will be blessed today with the word that God has placed in my spirit You know, I'm coming to speak over here. God gave me just a particular sermon to preach. I spoke it at um, Evangel last Sunday. And I still feel uh, a bit anointed by God to speak this sermon here today. um, It's taken from the book of Genesis. That's um, Genesis chapter 12. And the verse is verse number 10. That's Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 10. And um, in a few words, it really says to us that there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there or to spend some time there. Once again, there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. And the topic that I will speak to us on today happens to be when your commitment is tested. When your commitment is tested. You know, many might ask the question as to, you know, what is a commitment? And they said that commitment is really defined as the state or quality Of being dedicated to a cause or to an activity. That commitment is never about the paycheck that I get. But it's really about the activity that I'm called upon to perform. Or the cause of whatever I'm doing is more important than who I am. And therefore, I am committed to it. Now in the following statements made by different Bible characters... We see commitment in these statements. For example, Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Now, that was commitment. You know, the Hebrew boys said, even if he does not deliver us, we still will not bow. To me, that was commitment. You know, Joseph said, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God? That was indeed commitment commitment you know we see in the book of daniel daniel resolved in his heart that he will not eat the king's meat that to me was commitment you know in the book of ruth we read that ruth said entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee for whether thou goest i will go and where thou lodgest i will lodge Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. In those words, I really see commitment. I believe that, you know, it's important for us to understand that commitment is usually discovered in times of adversities. That you will not know commitment in good times. That you will not know commitment in happy times. Because commitment is always discovered in times of adversities. If you have never encountered difficulties and adversities in your professional life, then really and truly you will not know how committed you are to your job. If you have never encountered difficulties in your relationship, you will not know how committed you are to your wife or to your husband. If everything around you are going good, then you are not going to know how committed you are. If everybody around you loves you, you are not going to know how committed you are. But commitment is seen in times of difficulties. Commitment is seen in times of hardship. Commitment is seen when things are not going right. And there you are going to know how committed you are. If you have never, as I said before, if you have never encountered these things, you are not going to know. How committed you are, as we look at our text today, you'll agree with me that shortly after Abraham arrived into Canaan, the place where God told him to go, a severe famine hit Canaan. The famine was not where he was coming from, but the famine was where he was, and uh, when that happens. Uh, you are going to question yourself. You are going to ask yourself the question Did I really hear from God? etc. A famine at the place where God has sent you can be a test of your faith. It will cause you to question yourself Did God really send me here? Am I really called by God? And it will also cause you, it will also cause you to question God, "Oh, could God take me from this place and plant me at this place where there is a famine. When your commitment is tested, everything around you will look as if God is not in it, But God is in it. It is just that your commitment has been tested. One writer reminds us, he declares that if I did not have a problem, I would not know that God could solve them. And I would not know what faith in God really is. But through the famine, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. And I've learned to trust in God. Because commitment will only come when we are Tested, you don't know how strong you are until you are persecuted. You don't know how strong your faith is in your creator, in your liberator, until you are tested. Amen. So, therefore, we declare in that the utter the battle, the sweeter the Victory, Because I have been tried and have been tested, but I'm still standing on Jesus Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand on all other grounds. And they are sinking sand in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your persecutions, in the midst of your heartakes, in the midst of your problems at your workplace, and the problems at your the problems at your homes. You need to know that God is a God in the good times and your God is a God in the bad times. I stand to tell you today is that your God he remains a God of the mountains and he is the God in the valley. He is a God when things are going bad and he is a God when things are going good. He is an on time God. He's God all by himself and I'm glad to know that I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He is a God in my good times, in my Canaan experiences. Drought is on and the famine is on. He is still my God because I am committed to him. Can somebody praise him in the house today? (laughs) Hallelujah. And I quickly tell you that Abraham's faith, uh, our commitment, uh, was tested in three areas. And quickly, we see that his commitment was tested as it relates to really his faith in God. His commitment was tested as, as relates to the will of God first and foremost. You see, when the will of God is tested... As I said before, it will cause you to question yourself if this was really the will of God. What do you do when you know that you have been married to the right person, but things are not going well in the relationship? What do you do? When you know that God has given you the job, you have prayed about it, but you have gotten there and all the hell around you has broken loose. What do you do when you pray to get a child and the child is here, but all kinds of problems have started? What do you do when you left your earth of your Chaldeans and you have arrived in your Canaan, but there is a famine in the land? you need to keep on trusting God you need to understand that I did not come here and by myself but I came here because I heard from God I came here because I got a word from God I got this job and not because the boss knows me but I got it because of the king of kings and the lord of lords and it does not matter what the devil wants to do I'm going to remain planted in the things of almighty God. I'm going to remain rooted and grounded in the will and the promises of my heavenly father and don't allow any demon in hell to remove you from where God has sent you and don't allow any devil in hell to pluck you up from where God has planted you. You have a call on your life. You have been sent on divine appointment You are assigned by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And even though they are held dead on the grave around you. And stick with the word of God in your spirit. That I have gotten a dream. I've gotten a vision from the most high God. And this is where he has sent me. Even though it does not look blessed. But I am blessed. Even though it does not look prosperous. But this is my. My assignment I'm uh, placed here and by the Creator God and I must accomplish that which I am sent to do. So I speak the word. I speak the word of faith into your spirits today. Don't watch the external, but believe the voice on the inside. A thousand shall fall by your side, my God, and ten thousand by your right hand, but they shall not earth you. They shall not come and nigh you. Can I prophesy to somebody in the house today? You are where you are because of the glory of God. Your child is where he is because God has given you the child. All kind of hell around you are broken loose but you must remain committed and don't run to Egypt and don't leave the place of your assignment but stay with God Because better is yet before you. Your next shall be greater than you are now. It may look as if you are sinking deep. It may look as if you will never get out. You can't make it. But the devil is a liar. You are a child of God. You are anointed by God. You are destined by God. The hands of God is upon your life. And that's why the devil wants to run you out of town. But you are anointed. By the most high God, and you need to stay where God has assigned you. Oh, so the will of God, the will of God was tested. What do you do when the will of God is tested? But as we look at the text today, you will agree with me that not only the will of God was tested. But also the promises of God were tested. When God, you know, it was not, you know, when God called Abraham, He told him that he was going to what? Bless him. That's a promise. And cause his name to be great. And make out of him nations. But Abraham was at a place Where he could not see the promise of God. I don't know who I'm talking with today. But I'm talking to somebody who believes that God has given up on you. You believe that the promises that God has made to you, amen, they are not being fulfilled. You believe that you are seeing your last and your closing days, and there is no promised child, there is no promised seed. You are believing that the sons and daughters, that you have gotten the dreams that you had for them, and those dreams are not being realized. And you are saying, God, did not you speak to me, and God, did not you call me, and God, did not you give me this child? God, wasn't you give me this job? Why is it that everything around me, that they are falling apart? I stand to tell you, stay your ground. You are on the brink of your breakthrough. You ain't see anything as yet. The devil is a liar. You shall be blessed, all the promises and the word of God, everything that has been prophesied for your life, and they shall come. Come to pass in the name of Jesus and don't leave your position, don't leave your place my God because a greater is on before you and it shall be done in the name of Jesus your breakthrough is coming your deliverance is coming, your miracle is coming, your next shall be greater than your now, your promotion. Is coming. They may hold you back for a time, but they can't hold you back for eternity. You're a child of destiny. You have an assignment by God, and you need to stay with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and stay with your God because it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. So, you know, when we read Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4, the promises we see. The Bible tells us that now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee, Abraham, shall all families of the earth be blessed. And upon the promises of God, Abraham departed. He departed. What a word. I only left because God spoke to me. So he departed. But when he got there, he was not a great nation. He he did not see blessing. He looked around him and there was famine. His name was not great. He had enemies on every side and he did not see the promises. Who am I talking with today? You are not seeing what you should see. It's like Gehazi and Elijah on the top of Mount uh, Nebo, or one of those mountains. Forgot the mountain. Mount Carmel. Thank you, Pastor. Abraham saw abundance of rain on the inside. Every time he looked on the outside, no rain. Likewise, you are seeing something on the inside that you are not seen on the outside. And you're wondering, when will this happen? When will that happen? So Abraham was in that situation. God told him about blessing. God did not tell him about famine. God told him about him being great. God did not tell him about hardship. God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. But at the age of 99, the promised son was not yet born. Because there is something about the promises of God. He will tell you about the promises. But he will not tell you about the when of the promises. So Abraham... Got the promises. But Abraham was not told when. When will I be a blessing? When will I be the father of many nations? When will I lend and not borrow? Are you understanding me? So it's a, a lot of us. We know that we have been prophesied upon. But we are waiting on the when. Right. We are waiting on the when. God has his timing. And it will come. Our God remains. An on-time God. He may not come. When we want him to but He will turn up right on time. A lot of people walk away from their breakthrough because they could not wait on God. A lot of people walk away from their miracle because they could not wait on God. A lot of people walk away from their workplaces because they could not wait on God. A lot of people walk away from their relationships because they could not wait on God. You shall be blessed but when we need to wait upon God. Isaiah reminds us that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why? Because we have learned how to wait upon the King eternal. He will come through for us. Can I tell you this today? That your God, that my God, that our God, he is a God that can be trusted. Oh God, let me say it again. Your God, my God, our God, the God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. The one that we call the king of all kings and the lord of our lords. He can be trusted. There are times in our pain, in our sorrows... In our weaknesses, when it looks as if things are not going right, at times we question God, we question ourselves, we wonder what is going to happen. We don't understand anything about tomorrow. But I want to bring peace to your heart today that your God can be trusted, that your God can be trusted. He is an untimed God, almighty God, and with him all things are indeed possible. What a God he is. The Proverbs reminds us that we must trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, and we must not lean on our own understanding, but in all of thy ways we must acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. What a God he is. So the will of God was tested. The promises of God were tested. But not only that. Abraham's obedience to God was tested. You see, nothing challenges or obedience to God like hard times. Many will obey God in good times. But it's difficult to obey God in hard times. Our obedience to God will always be tested in difficult times. But can I just take it all together today and remind you that it's not the external things that we should look at. Because the will of God is all about what we have on the inside did we ever hear from God have we ever gotten a word from God? Do we know the Savior and do we know that Jesus Christ that is our Powerful. And when he gives us a word, it does not matter how long it takes. As long as we hold on to that word, it shall come to pass. The devil can only d- d- delay that word, but the devil cannot stop it. You shall go forth in the power of the living God. He will try to derail that, but he cannot stop it. We need to understand that where we are, it might have been somebody who had prayed for us many, many years ago. And here we are, the devil does not like it. He does not love us and therefore any and everything shall be done to derail and to stop that which God has started. But you need to understand in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sickness, in the midst of your struggles, that God has purposed certain things and he shall bring them to pass. And don't be discouraged and don't become disappointed and don't pack up the plans of God don't pack up uh, the promises of God uh, but stay in the presence uh, of the living God remind yourselves today that in his presence uh, that there is a fullness of joy uh, that there is a purpose for your life uh, that there is a purpose uh, with where you are uh, that God has a purpose for your spouse uh, that God has a purpose for your children Uh, you are not just placed here to have a good time and that is it Uh, But you are created and destined by the almighty God for greater and mightier things. Amen. You have not seen the best in your life as yet. You have not seen the best in your spouse as yet. You have not seen the best in your kids as yet. And there is still higher heights and deeper depths. You might have come to your Canaan and all around you there is famine and there are persecution. They are our takes and they are pain. But as long as God has willed it, I command you to stay with your God because greater is on before you. My God, you have not seen your greatest days. You have not seen your glorious days. Your next will be greater than you are now your children shall come back home rejoicing and serving God they might have been on drugs today they might have been run away from home but in the name of Jesus and they are your children the will of God is all over your life the plan of God is all over your life so don't give up don't become discouraged and be a praying mama be a praying daddy amen get a hold of the Altar of God and get a hold of the presence of God and there shall be showers of blessings and there shall be a thunderous in glory of the living God. Receive him, receive him, receive him because you're next and shall be greater than you're now. You're next and shall be greater than you're now. You're next and shall be greater than you're now. In the name of Jesus, it's not over us yet. It's going to get better Better. Oh, stand to your feet and lift up your hands when the worship team come again. Your next shall be greater today. Your next shall be greater. Your next shall be greater. Your next and shall, shall be greater as you lift your hands in God's presence today. You might be having trouble at your workplace. You might be having trouble in your relationship. Be reminded, be reminded, be reminded that commitment will only come, will only come. You'll only know how committed you are when you are going through difficult times. Today, he has brought you together because he wants you to know that it's not over. You think it's over. Your counselor told you it's over. Ah, the devil is alive. It's not over. That's why I brought you here. Your friends that you were sitting at dinner with last week or the week before last month, they told you it's over. But it's not over. You hang the phone up on your child and say, I'm so disappointed in you. It's over. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Come on. Lift up your hands in his presence today. Let's spend about three minutes just thanking him for the breakthrough that he's about to bring in your life today. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mmm. Mmm. Yes, open those hearts of yours. Just open to him. Just open to him today. in the name of your precious son lift up your hands to him father in the name of your precious son Jesus Christ the one who died for our sins the God who loved us in that while we are yet sinners you have sent a Jesus Christ to die in our place we release almighty God an anointing of breakthrough today an anointing of comfort today an anointing of strength today. We pray, Almighty God, that those who came in weak and confused shall go from your house, Almighty God, being very focused today, knowing for sure that they are indeed on the edge of their breakthrough. And that with you, Almighty God, all things are indeed possible. So we pray that your strength shall be renewed in the name of Jesus. And the God of glory will always be magnified in us. For your glory and for your purpose. So cover Almighty God your people today. Our children and our children's children, we place under your protection and under your coverage right now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.